tomorrow. God damn good e'en and well met, friends. Welcome back to That is the Question. It's Shakespeare's favorite panel show. I'm your host, James Reitmeyer Jr., and we have a lovely geopolitical episode for you today. On my right, our first guest, it's that regal Roman. It's Patrick Marin. Thanks. Yeah, how you doing? Doing all right. Yeah, you can't see him, but he's he's very regal. A regal rope. Well, yeah. I, I will do my best to fail at living up to that. <laughs> Excellent. We look forward to it. And on my left, we have the ever-lusty Egyptian. It's David Andrew Laws. I knew it was going to be something like that, and I'm, I'm going to languish. I'm going to lang- lang- wet- languidly now. languishing mm. Mm, on your burnished throne. Mm. Uh, Spoilers. Who burnished my throne? <laughs> yeah, but his smoky eye is on point. Sweet. I know one thing about the play we're doing. It, well, what, what play are you doing? We might have guessed it already. What is it, David? It's Anthony... Nope. <laughs> It's Antony and Cleopatra. That's right. What's the one thing you know about it? Oh, I don't want to spoil it. What no, if it's go on. Things? Then you'll get a point I later. I know that it's Cleopatra's birthday in the play. That's true. I didn't actually include that. Oh, in but the, it's such a I fun should have fact. Done yeah. Well, maybe we'll dig for the quote. I love it. She's like, it's my birthday and, and we're going to die if I want to. <laughs> die if I want exactly. To. I'm starting up great. That's yeah, all I that's know. right. That's pr- true. It is Cleopatra's birthday on one of the days in the play. I also know you said geopolitical, and I know that I've heard that word, but I don't actually know what it means. I assume it's when rocks fight. <laughs> yeah, it's when, yeah, geodudes. It's Pokemon. <laughs> um, that's right. Well, anyway, so it's... Uh, one Egypt of... is actually a Pokemon gym now. Oh, cool. Just the whole place. One of the pyramids. All right. Well, here we go. We're going to get to some general trivia about Antony and Cleopatra. And first up, it's a consistent question for the last few episodes. What is the plot of Antony and Cleopatra? All right. Let's work together. See if we can do it. So once upon a time. Great. In in Egypt. In Egypt. Good. Starts in Egypt. My favorite Antonio Banderas movie. There Uh, was a man named Antony. Excellent. Good. And a woman start. named Cleopatra. Excellent. Is this he is Mark all... Antony? He is Mark Antony. It's the same Mark Antony. Is this a sequel or a prequel? A sequel. Oh. A sequel. Cool. We'll talk oh. about that later too. This is the Mark this is that Mark Antony. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I love Cleopatra. <laughs> when did they meet? Did they meet after the events of did they, they meet during the play? Oh my gosh, it's so cool the story of Cleopatra. But no, the play starts the play starts, and he is already infatuated with Cleopatra. They are already lovers. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so they are already lovers. So what next? Any guesses? Uh, you know anything that happens in the play? I mean, there's a war. Sure. Going on. Aren't they in the... Yeah, they're in the middle of the war, and he's breezing through Egypt on his way to something? So, no, it's sort of the opposite of that. But yeah, there's wars going on. If I've learned anything from that as the question, it's that all of Shakespeare's plays are secretly connected, and so he's probably on his way to a place and he like accidentally runs into Pericles and <laughs> then he like triggers the events of uh I don't know like on a butterfly's wings uh, yeah. he sends the Othello. weird sisters he, to like, Scotland Cyprus does a thing yeah mm-hmm. no well so uh, so uh no obviously this play very directly connects to Julius Caesar um so what else what else do we know anything else do we know anything else about the play uh they die okay we know that they die so we know <laughs> they start that. in love there's some war, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They die. If I remember, it's been a while since I've brushed up this particular one, but if I remember correctly, is not Mark Antony in the middle of a triumvirate with Octavius Caesar? Yes, that's very good. That's a point, although David stole the bell. I don't even know what a triumvirate is. I'll, yeah. ding, I'll ding myself. They are triumvirs. What is that? What? They're, so if you remember at the end of Julius Caesar, they start, they, they, they take over. Here you go. 
Yes, yeah. the first ding. Actually, absolutely right. Yeah, they take over. Um, he and Octavius over. Caesar yeah. and Lepidus are ruling Rome. Okay. So they are the triumvirs. They form a triumvirate. There are three, of, there them. three of them. That's what that Aha. means. Yes, good. Power good. Triangle. All that's three of good. Them. From the Greek. <laughs> Great. So anything else? Do we know anything else about this play? Who are they fighting? Uh, they're inner demons. Well, also. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's Aren't we season all? two. <laughs> um, I don't. I know she gets bit by a snake, and there's a yes. guy who says, uh, uh, a glory to the worm, or some, some, <laughs> some stuff like I that. I do not remember at the moment. All right, so here we go. So that's one point for the plot, for Patrick knowing that they start off as a tremor, and that's good. Um, so this is what happens. It's a pretty, you know, it's pretty simple at its core, but a lot of details kind of fluff it up. Uh, so basically what happens is the play starts with Antony loving Cleopatra, right? And he gets a message that his third wife has died. Oh my so, God. So we know, like we sort of have set the scene, this this has been an illicit affair until now. <gasps> now it's not, I guess. Oh, I another mean, common theme in some Shakespeare plays. Sure, exactly. A- and also he gets news of some uprisings going on some unrest in Rome. So he goes back to Rome uh, and he meets up with the rest of the triumvirate and they learn that there's a rebellion by the guy Pompey the Lesser. Yes. That right. name is familiar. Yes. Pompey the Lesser. Pompey the Lesser. Pompey the Greater was Son a volcano. Pompey the Great. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no. Pompey. There was a Pompey. Pompey. Pompey's and Julius Caesar, right? Yes. yes. And I think, I don't know what the relation is. Um, it might be Pompey the Greater and Julius Caesar, which would make him a son, but I'm not sure. Anyway, they didn't use the term junior back then. That's true. Greater and lesser. Well, then what happened if you were the third? The lesserer? The, the lesserest. Least. The pompiest. <laughs> Pompey the least. Then it got retroactively changed to the first one was the pompiest. It's Pompey and Sons. <laughs> mm, I love their sandwiches. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So he goes back. There's some unrest. Basically, there's a lot of details of what happens here. Basically, there is friction between he and Octavius, who's the other strong member of mm-hmm. the triumvirate. And b- to resolve that, to attempt to resolve that, he marries Octavia, who is Octavia's sister. Right. So he's left Cleopatra thinking that they're together now, and he goes and marries Octavia, Octavia's sister. Right. Then A different kind of friction. Yes, exactly. Then that doesn't work because they leave, and as soon as they leave, they, they had arranged the ceasefire, but then as soon as they leave I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm with sorry. Pompey. They had arranged the a ceasefire, a ceasefire with Pompey. Cool. Great. And as soon as they leave, Octavius breaks that ceasefire. <gasps> And then starts bad-mouthing Antony. Oh, so, and Lepidus is manipulating both sides the whole time, and right? And then Lepidus gets killed right, right. away. Right? So, so basically what you have there is you know what's happening. Antony knows that Octavius and he are going to go to war eventually. So he does the for the first time in the play, but not the last. He flees to Egypt. Oops. He goes back to Egypt. And Cleopatra's first, mad about it, that he married someone else. And then he shows up and... Gets back in there. Yeah, Fair enough. A, a horn dog. He's kind of a he's jerk. He's a bit of a player. Wow. Yeah, yeah he's I kind never of a jerk. Knew. So anyway, basically what happens is then there are three battles um, between he and Octavius. There's some politicking that goes on between them. A lot of, there are some betrayals that happen. Is some it good boring? I don't think it is. Is the politicking boring? I don't know, because I think it's all, I think it might get boring by the end, because it's basically they either think someone's betrayed them or someone has betrayed them. So that's like. Isn't that the fun part of Caesar is that it's the political, it's like the most political play, but there's no like boring politics. There's like, they go to court one time (laughs) and then some 
bad stuff happens. Like, yeah, I mean, they don't, you know, they don't discuss like sanitation policy, which, which like is they like do what in, government is about. Which they do in other places, Shakespeare, right? There are other like sure. scenes in other Shakespeare He's plays, been like, known to be civilly unrest at times. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> no, I, I don't think any of this is the boring stuff. In fact, it's sort of the opposite. They they portray all the stuff in Egypt as like salacious, oh. right? There, he, you know, there's a very, rec- there's a very prominent recurring theme about how Rome is like the masculine, rigid, good government, like something, something. And Egypt is like the party town. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. So basically they have three battles in between which there are betrayals and suspicions of betrayals. Uh, the end result is that Antony thinks that Cleopatra has betrayed him. So he hmm. first, he gets mad at her. And then in order to win him back or to try to make him realize that he loves her again, she fakes a suicide. Huh? to get him to come back. It doesn't work. He actually just then kills himself, but he does it poorly. So he like stabs himself and wounds himself, goes to her monument and dies in her arms. And then everybody dies and Octavius takes over. What? Wait. Oh, like re takes over. Takes over Egypt. Uh, Oh. Yes. Takes over all of it. So he's doing well for himself. Oh yes. Octavius is, yeah, he comes out on top. Nice. Yep. There you go. So that's the plot of, Antony and Cleopatra. Is it a then maybe this is a question. Is it a history or a tragedy? It is a tragedy. Yeah. It it does depict historical events. Yeah. But it is classified but as a tragedy. But not enough. I think the histories are only king. This stuff, is Shakespeare's right? based on a true story play. Oh, there you go. Yeah, this is inspired <laughs> the by a true story. Of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh I think uh, honestly when I was doing this research actually it is it is not that it is far away from the from it. I think it has more to do with the structure of Antony as a hero. Then, and the fact that he is not one, right? Yes, exactly. Well, that he is flawed. Yeah. I mean, in the same way as King Lear is a tragedy. I mean, King Lear took a real person and added fictional elements, sure, like this mm-hmm. did. Cleopatra is very famously historical, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyway, so that's the plot of Antony and Cleopatra. If you didn't know, you're welcome. Is she the goofy looking one, Cleopatra? She's, so, like, actually historically, because there's all the story stuff about the fact that she's very beautiful. But I feel like then they did like a DNA thing, and it turns out that she like, or maybe that was actually that's like, great. Ramses or somebody. No, that's great trivia. Um, so basically, she is victim of she is victim of no, she's victim of um libel, basically <laughs> Rome. Because Rome won, they said about spreading these rumors that the only reason Cleopatra was an effective ruler is because she was beautiful and because she slept with everybody. Uh-huh. But actually, the reports are that she wasn't that that attractive. She was really smart. She they spoke a dozen languages. They libeled her by saying she was pretty? Yeah. I wish someone would libel me that yeah. way. <laughs> that David, he only got where he is because he's so handsome. Yep. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, like, yep. Must be nice. Must be. Yeah, anyway, so that's the thing. So, the, you know, there's this reputation, and, and Shakespeare does it as well, right? E- Egypt sure. and Cleopatra are sexual and lusty, and that's their thing, and that's how they rule. But actually, Cleopatra was very clever. She spoke a million languages. She was quick on her feet. She, you know, th- she was very famously excellent ruler. <laughs> quick on her feet. So to speak. <laughs> that's very useful in politics. Yeah, she was... For all she the was, obstacle she, courses. She ran 4Ks. <laughs> anyway, all right, so... Moving right along. This is a good old question. We haven't asked this in a while. How many people die in Antony and Cleopatra? So I'm going to, you know, closest answer. uh, Both. And let's, and we can give some points for how they die. All right. 17. What? No way. I'm saying like six. Uh, 
17 and 6. So David's closer. So uh, a point for David. Yay. Yeah, point for David. The, the actual number is 9. Okay. okay. Um, I think I that's what I meant, just upside down. Right. You were just thinking about mm-hmm. it upside down. Yeah, that's true. And um, so it's all these all these people, most of which... All right. Anthony tries to stab himself and... Yeah, stabs himself it poorly. Because he's bad. <laughs> Cleopatra, a snake, snake bites her in the booby. Um, uh, You're not going to be able to... You, you don't... I mean, I, I can't imagine you'd get any of the other ones. Carl... The servant. So, no, well, so we did talk about one of them. Uh, Darn it. Uh, Fulvia, oh. his third wife, dies at the start of the play. She's in off it? She's stage. an act- Okay. 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 So he comes okay. in and says, so Fulvia's dead, guys. Off stage death. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's How not How did she die? Death. Did she eat fire? She dies of illness. Oh. Just just sick. That's but so funny. something I found interesting about these deaths not was- Not dying of exposure. Oh. Okay. Right. Oh, it's just Oregon Trail joke. Oh, I thought you were <laughs> referencing the fact that she is underexposed because she's right. not in the play. Also funny. Yeah. That would have been cleverer. Um, so, well, so something I found interesting about this is that there, there are sort of pairs of causes of death, right? Uh, Cleopatra and Charmian both die of a snake bite. Man, talk about Pokemon names. Charmian? Charmian. Who's yeah. that? Yeah, Charmian's her one of her confidants, her like bestie. Uh-huh. And so Charmian also gets a snake bite. On purpose? Oh, yeah. Or or Cleopatra lets the snake bite her and then drops it and then it just I think it's like two snakes going on although I'm not what? sure. Oh, I think he get uh, Charmian think... gets a snake and no, no, go ahead. So obviously they weren't a snake, Charmian. Uh, very good, I got very good. Yeah, and then also two characters in the play die of a broken heart. Oh, uh, Iris dies of a broken heart because she is another of Cleopatra's friends. Eno Barbus. Oh, that's the, is Eno the other Barbus. famous guy. Eno Barbus is the other famous character. He dies. Um, from a broken heart after Antony like does something gracious to him after he betrays Antony. Uh, so then Antony shows seems, him kindness and he goes, Oh, that seems, uh, I think Antony did it on purpose. Forward thinking of Shakespeare for a man to die of a broken heart. Maybe. I mean, maybe not. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's very manly. It He's, seems like it's a dad thing or a lover thing. Hmm. Right. Not a like well, servant master in thing. this. It's not servant master either. It's a confidant. Oh. Like he's the oh. fellow soldier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, right? cool. Eno Barbus is Will a fellow soldier. Will you stop texting me? I'm podcasting. <laughs> Do you think that Shakespeare intentionally did these parallels because he's got two characters in the in the title of the show and maybe he's Ooh. trying to show duality in everything? I, you know what? Maybe. I don't know. I wish we could ask him. Uh, no, I like that. I, I like that two people. I didn't know that somebody else died of a snake bite. I always think that's just Cleopatra's thing. Uh-huh. But nope. That's Sorry. how most people remember it. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right, so that's a point for David. For guessing six, it's actually nine characters die in Antony Collection, which is up there. Nice. The most. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so here we go. Now we're talking about the timeline. How much time has passed between Julius Caesar and Antony and Cleopatra? And then how much time passes during Antony and Cleopatra? Oh, okay. Eight years. Which For which? For between Caesar and Antony and Cleopatra. Okay, Patrick? I want to say it's a little bit. Less than that. Excellent. But... Well, less than that gets you closer oh, than David because it's actually like one year. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It's, I thought it was you know, like it's four. It's very quick. Huh. It's very quick, which means something that I am totally going to explain in the next question. I love this trivia that I found out. But yes, it's like one year. And then Antony and Cleopatra takes a long two 20 years. years. All right. Neither of you get a point because it's 10 years. And I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, it takes place over ten years. So the the death of Caesar happens in something like forty two BC, 
and then Antony Cleopatra starts in 41 BC, and then it ends in 31 BC. Whoa. Right? Why? So, uh, and well, why do we know that? We th- we sort of extract that from historical accounts and from like the way things are happening. But and the, from when you know Barbas comes out and says, "Happy it, New Year!" It's, 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 it's thirty one now. Well, you made a comment earlier about it's being Cleopatra's birthday. Oh yeah, and w- which is funny because she goes through ten of them. She ages during the play. Yeah, which is. Are they all? I mean, like a fine ten tease. years. It's so long. Egypt was actually boring, but Shakespeare wrote every scene on her birthday, so it just oh, looks yeah. salacious. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. They're partying all the time. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, I I also think that it's very clever. I mean, it's interesting to think about. You know, you could really do a, a cinematic universe tie-in to like. 33 BC is when the historical character of Jesus was born. <gasps> Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. Right? Which is all, you know, happened near and around Rome and all that stuff. Like, it's, you know, really, really close. Maybe he did. Maybe Julius Caesar. Jesus Jeez. Christ. No, a decree Whoa. went out from Augustus Caesar. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, I believe the Bible quote is a, de- a decree no, went out yes, from yes, also, Augustus but, Caesar. Yeah. But... Like I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> hey, if they're gonna have time travel in the next Infinity movie, Ooh, these are things to yeah, talk about. Yeah, they should check it out. They should check yeah, it out. How come Shakespeare right. doesn't have any time travel? Boo, Shakespeare! Come on, man. All right. Well, they did, and they they had to kill him because he figured out the secret. Of did time they kill travel. Shakespeare? Yep, oh, because no. they figured out the secret of time travel. Well, they they gave him a choice. They said, "You yep. go back to London, or, or <laughs> go back to Stratford. Leave London, go back to Stratford." And that's why. That's where he was that's gone he for those years. Yeah. Oh. Um, all right, so moving right along, that was one point I think for Patrick. No, there was no points for nobody because no, he said two one. and I said he he guessed lower than eight, and it was lower. Than oh, eight. you're right. Damn. So that's a point for Patrick. Uh, that I'll the take it. yeah, Antony and Cleopatra is a pretty strict sequel. It falls right after Julius Caesar, and then takes a really long time to develop. Yeah. Uh, who pacing. was Cleopatra's lover before Mark Antony? Uh, true question. She didn't have any. Good answer, but not that's not correct. Darn it. Well, in sorry, in the play. Uh, okay. Octavius. This was really not awkward. Not Octavius. Augustus. That, uh, um, Lepidus. Oh, you're so close. It's oh, not. It's not Pompey. Octavius Caesar. It's Augustus, Augustus Caesar. Caesar. It's Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. <gasps> oh my is God! Right. Oh, Ding. No. One point for David. That's right. It, it historically as well. I mean, there are some. How historical embarrassing. Counts, Julius Caesar and Cleopatra. Cleopatra was his mistress. Talk about a power couple. Was living in Rome what? when he died. Oh, no. What? Right? And she Wait. had to leave Rome. They had a son. Oh, she was his mistress. Correct. Because I don't know how historical or how Shakespeare, that... but doesn't he ha- He has a wife. Now yeah. I want to go back oh, yes. and take Calpurnia the role again, because that something. would completely change how I handle Caesar. Oh, yeah, Caesar. take I was, Caesar. I was trying to figure out, like, there's always... He's only got a couple scenes, actually, Caesar. Yeah, totally. And it's like, how do you work this? It's like, what's missing here? What can you do to fill in the gap? But the idea that he's got a secret mistress the whole time totally gives more options well, to analyzing those scenes. The, another thing about this was that Cleopatra wasn't that secret. Yeah. Right? It, I mean, it does give you a clue to Julius Caesar's sort of identity it if gives, he had a non-secret mistress. It gives a son. You, um... And the son is Caesarian. Oh, good name. Right? It's a good name. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's like very clear, right? right? It's very obvious. And she did that as a political alliance. Which ties to Macbeth because Caesarian 
births are not of women born. Oh, they're all connected. That's it it is right. all connected. It. it does give you a good excuse to cast another woman in Julius Caesar. And you'd be like, that's Cleopatra. That's actually pretty cool. Totally. Just have Cleopatra off stage. <laughs> Just in the background. Coming in. Yeah, that'd be awesome. She's there at court and she like gets really sad when he dies and no one's quite sure why she's reacting that way. It's... I actually think you could do a really good version where you you like mix them. So you did the beginning, the first half of Julius Caesar, but then you follow Cleopatra as she leaves Rome. Yeah. And then Antony comes and tells her about what happened. Yeah. Right? That'd be awesome. That could be cool. Yeah. Done. Anyway, there you go. That's cool. It's a little tie in there. So Cleopatra and Julius Caesar were together before hmm. she was with Mark Antony. And uh, they had a love child, Caesarian. So Is he in the go. play? Um, Caesarian. I I think... Like shoot, a... I didn't write this down. I think he is, but as a different name. His It's... um, I can't even say this. Uh, P-T-O-L-E-M... And why? Tomley. Ptolemy. Or whatever it is. It's Ptolemy. Yeah, Ptolemy. So Ptolemy, Ptolemy. Yes. the lesser. Yes, it's Ptolemy Caesarian. Cool. Is his name. And I, right. I can't remember if that's, it's, it's textually referred to, but that like that was the character that they were creating. Dope. So it's really cool. So there you go. Uh, Cleopatra and Julius Caesar were an item. Were a, they were a thing. They were, yeah, an they were a thing. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, Antony and Cleopatra is a... I I am hemming and hawing how to ask this question. I want to I want to you want to just tell us something. Tell you something, but I'm asking this. It's a high score for Shakespeare in terms of geography. There's a geog geographical superlative about Antony Cleopatra that is a, true for no other plays in the canon. It is the most correct he's ever been about people doing things. Um, I don't know if mm -hmm. that's it. No, it's a it's a it happens in the most number of places. It that happens is in number really of scenes. close. Oh. It's not the most number of places, very specific. It's the largest kind of expanse, the oh. furthest from each other. Most number of miles. Nope. Kilometers. Nope. <laughs> not not. It's not a distance thing. It's uh, different places. Different cities. C countries. Con uh, continents. 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 <laughs> yeah. So there, um, the I, Wait, I'm not what? sure geographically if it's the if it's the largest number of miles. Oh, because it's there Europe, are, Europe, and Asia, and. And Asia, and Africa. Africa. scenes in Africa, yeah, Africa. right. So, yeah, because they spend a lot, they spend some time battling in Syria, which is in Asia, right? It's all along that right. uh, eastern coast. This is just gonna completely give away my, you know, um, American public school ignorance. Is there a place <laughs> in that area, like a Four Corners in America, where you could be in all three no, of those countries well, at the same time? In, no, because in the, I mean, the Middle East is sort of that. Cool. I mean, where the borders are are drawn and redrawn but over history right but but the the actual thing is it's split by the mediterranean sea oh. right so there are sea battles that happen all between there but in when they're in rome obviously that's in europe when yeah. they're in syria that's in asia and when they're in egypt that's in africa cool now i don't know i don't I'm probably not the most miles covered i mean pericles sailed to a lot of places that you know some people travel to Asia and back and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not sure about the number of miles, but it's the only one that I could find that takes place on three different continents. Dope. All right. So there you go. Good for Shakespeare. Cool. One point for David. Yeah, excellent. File that one away. All right. And you know what? That's the <sighs> end of our general trivia. Cool. And it's a pretty close game. David sitting on three points. Patrick sitting on two points. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. This is a good one. Um, how are you guys feeling about it so far? Feel. I'm feeling great. You feeling? Are you, I'm feeling good. You feeling good, Bob? Excellent. Uh, I don't feel. I feel nothing. I feel cold. So that brings us, of course, to the second category. It's unsung heroes. Oh, oh, come on. I was waiting to sing it with you. Oh, you sing it. Oh, I was going to do the harmony. Oh, well, okay. fine. Here we go. Well, you don't know what key I'm going to do. Just, How just are you going to do a harmony? Cue us up. Uh, 
Unsung Heroes. That was pretty good. Yeah. Now, now coming to you in stereo. Patrick's unsung a, Patrick's heroes. a fan. Patrick's our first fan. <laughs> Patrick's we've had our first on. and only fan. <laughs> I actually barged in and demanded that you all record this episode because I'm the fanboy of the, of yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Help Great. us. He's holding us hostage. Someone get ba- help. I mean, basically, we're talking to you, Patrick. We're saying, hey, Patrick, you're our only listener. Hey, future Patrick, you're doing a great job. Is there anything you want to say to <laughs> That's why I'm so quiet on this episode. I have to keep the gun and the paper that you're reading from moving at the did same you wanna, time. Did you want to res- remind Monday. yourself yeah. something as you're listening to it? Um, what do you like have going personal on personal voice on memo. Monday that when you listen to this? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> great job, Pat. Whatever you did this weekend, keep doing that. Nice. nice. Good. A little self-five. Little self <laughs> awesome. I love that. All right. It's time for Unsung Heroes. Uh, obviously, a little tricky with Anthony and Cleopatra, but I found one that Hooray. connects Iron Man, the Iron Man franchise, with Anthony and Cleopatra. And this guy is an RSC guy. Oh. Is um, an RSC guy? Okay. So, but he was not famous. From an Iron Man. From an Iron I'm Man. I'm assuming from one of the Iron Man movies. One of the Iron Men. Was it no, one of the Iron Men? No, it wasn't one of the Iron Men. <laughs> one of the Iron Man movies. One of the recent, I mean, one of the um, franchises. There have only been three. So. And so, y- y- there's not that many RSC actors. Sam Rockwell. Nope. Guy Pierce. Nope, you're in the right. Guy you're in the Fieri. right movie. Oh, it's got to be Ben Kingsley. It is. Oh, he. That's right. He is in. That's right. Ben Kingsley. I love his role in Iron it's Man. Fantastic. I, it's one of my favorite roles in Marvel. Yeah. Trope breaking. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Ben Kingsley, obviously the famous, famous RSC actor, uh, who was became mostly famous from Gandhi. Mm-hmm. In really eighty two. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. made him. Well, that was the big one. I mean, that was the biggest. That's his biggest movie ever. And I think that's super interesting. Why? Because if they made that movie today with Ben Kingsley as Gandhi, people would be everyone so mad. would get real upset. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Oh, they totally. I'm sure people are well, upset about it. I mean, like, not 20 years earlier than that, they did Lawrence Olivier blackface. I know, I know, as a I fellow. Know. Yeah, so, like, yeah. you know, well, one would argue that still ticks people off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, no, we're we're past that. Like, yeah. you can't do that. But you know, it's yeah. not that surprising that he could play uh, Gandhi. But in this, so in 1974. Uh, there was an RSC movie where he played the role of Phidias. No idea. No idea who that is. No idea if it has any lines. Maybe it's just a fancy way of saying Thaddeus. Thaddeus. Thaddeus, Thid- bring, bring in the hay. Oh, good old Thid. He's there. He's just... Yeah, so he was that. He, You know, he was clearly a, a RSC-like ensemble member, acted yeah. with him for a long time, and yeah. then broke out and obviously became very famous. Yeah, actually, I have sort of a reverse unsung hero. This is just one of those things. So I, I like finding the second role uh in the play so it my favorite example of this is in measure for measure Lawrence olivier preferred the role of lucio mm. to the duke um and in this play that role is eno barbas yeah, there's of been a lot of famous people uh-huh. played eno barbas including patrick stewart who played it twice before he played antony he played it you know in seven in the 70s and the 80s before finally playing mark antony in 2006 wow so he he chose eno barbas or it was chosen for him he that was the role that was the role oh. he was working in when he was especially becoming famous. So, there you go. Nice. Excellent. All right. Well, that was a point for Patrick. That ties us up at 3-2-3, three, three, and that brings us up oh, to no. Fist Complete oh, no. the Verse. Here we so, go. here we go. It's our lightning round. Hold on. I'm... Wait. Hold on. All right. Uh, I'm ready. I had to squeeze my brain. <laughs> All right. Brains freshly squeezed. Complete the verse. My blank days when I was green in judgment, cold in blood to say as I said then. My stupid days. Halcyon nope. days. Oh, that's a good. My a good. Uh, no, this is a famous one. That you'll you'll. My you'll, green days. 
It's something green. My, as, wait. My verdant days? That's really close. <clears throat> it's something more Viridian. banal, banal than yep. that. My, huh? my, my what's... salad days. Oh, oh, my salad, salad days. Salad days. <laughs> when I was green in judgment, cold in blood, to say as I said then. That's a famous one. Super famous. Uh, the barge she sat in like a burnished throne burned on the water. The blank was beaten gold. The poop deck. That's it. The poop. No way. The poop was beaten gold. Oh, that's right. I know that. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. The poop. He yep. probably giggled the entire time he wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I'm going to make someone say this. We'll ah, <laughs> be talking about this for years. Uh, on the sudden, a blank thought hath struck him. A dirty thought. And it, uh, <laughs> a fresh thought? No, it's not a dirty thought. It's the other kind of thought. A noble thought. Yes. What's noble in Antony Cleopatra? Um, which, which place is noble? Egyptian. Rome. Roman. Roman, that's right. Darn it. Patrick. Now. A Roman, uh, a Roman thought. That was definitely a typo him. that he meant like a roaming thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was Roman. It was just Roman <laughs> through my mind. Left the G. All right. Uh, since my Lord is blank again, I will be blank. Sad again, happy. Nope. I will be, since my Lord since is. My Lord it's very is literal. Back again, I will be gone. Nope. Since my Lord is. Who? Sick. Who is it? Antony. Yep. I will be. A weekly Cleopatra. That's it. Oh. Well, that's, since my lord is Antony again, I will be. There goes that lightning. I should have squeezed my brain. Yeah. <laughs> a very honest woman, but something given to blank. Uh, temper. You, instead of instead of being honest. Flatulence. <laughs> very good. Something given to parties. Deceit. Wait. Close. Uh, lies. lies. Lie. That's it. Yeah. Yes. A, a very honest woman, mm-hmm. but something given to lie. That's not true. Oh, is that a play on words? I mean, like a lie, like a lie down. Who knows? Ooh. But you know what? What? That's the end <gasps> of oh, the show, it. and that means David. Did I pull it out? Has taken yeah. away five points. To I pulled it out. High five. Oh, my hands are so sweaty. Oh yeah. Oh my it's goodness! So and David's here. taken this one away. You know what I'm gonna? You must be the Roman. Well, that means Patrick. Where there's a snake in the other room, and we're gonna draw me I'm, like one of your Roman girls. I'm gonna go get it, and you're gonna get bit. Sorry, that yes. was the stakes. That's what I get for holding the show hostage. You signed that waiver. I, I wanted to make sure that you won a game again. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You were just Aspen for it. Oh, oh. burn it down. <laughs> All right, oh. and on that note, uh, it's time to say farewell. Uh, we hope you tune in again next week for another fun episode of That Is a Question. A brief note about that: we are coming to the end of our season uh and so tune in wait for the very good very good cannon wait for uh so tune in for the last uh one or two episodes episodes i also want to say real quick just breaking breaking out of of form a little bit we used to do like an intermission where we talked about stuff that was going on and we don't do that anymore because it's there's it's it was like the same thing over and over again but when this episode goes out on monday uh that will be the opening week of uh hamlet isn't dead's main stage that we've got going on right now we've got an all-female as you like it um that that is happening so like none of our voices will be in it but some of our voices will have been behind the scenes of it uh if you want to get information about that you can go to www.hamletisntdead.com um and we hope to see you there patrick i'm gonna be there (laughs) excellent anyone else listening looking forward to it (laughs) so until then we will say goodbye and i am your host james reitmeyer jr i'm david andrew laws i'm pat Marin. farewell friends thus podcast ends adieu Adieu. Adieu. Adieu.